Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Welcome to Startup SLC. Uh, this is Peter Collister with the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. I'm sitting here with Will Wright with Salt Lake City Economic Development, and we are interviewing Sylvia Castro with the Pete Suazo Center. So actually, Pete, we rebranded last year, so we are the Suazo Business Center. Oh, really? Yes. So one of the things, we are named after Pete Suazo. He was the first Latino elected legislator in the state of Utah. So we're named after him to honor him. But as time has gone, the community no longer remembers him, but they usually think of us as Suazo uh, for simplicity reasons and to still honor him. We have now rebranded to just be the Suazo Business Center. You know, it's kind of funny because uh, when I originally heard of Pete Suazo, I thought about the Boxing Commission, not necessarily the economic development nonprofit. Right. And this is why we are very unique because we are a nonprofit that focuses on economic development for the minority community here in the state. But there's also the Athletic Commission, there's the Boxing Commission. I mean, Pete Suazo was a beloved, just such a huge icon not just in the Latino community, but also in the community in general. His work is still influences, I think, the whole, especially Salt Lake City, because of everything he did for the West Side. Yeah, I heard just the other day that when he died, that his funeral was at the Capitol, and it filled it up plus the lawn. Is that right? Right. He was, again, he was beloved. He was just, I have never seen anything like it in that all the steps, the full lawn, everything was just completely Phil. But what's interesting is that even though we're named after him, he actually was not involved in the creation of the center. So tell me a little bit about what services are offered through the Suazo Center. So let me tell you a little bit about why we were created. Our founder, a Colombian immigrant, Gladys Gonzalez, had to move here because in the early 90s, Colombia was not a safe place. She was a bank executive for an American bank. And unfortunately, because of her position, she was targeted. So she immigrated to Utah with her family, with her kids. She was a single mom and naturally thought that it would transfer. But instead of transferring, what she found herself was that the closest she came to a bank was to clean them. So she went from being a bank executive to cleaning banks, which is the story, unfortunately, of a lot of immigrants that come to the United States. Pete was the one that helped her, helped her start up a business, helped her find another way to basically provide dignity and also provide an economic means for her to provide for her family and actually thrive. Economic systems are different. Accounting systems are different. Banking systems are different. If you don't have somebody to kind of tell you how the system's different, it can make entrepreneurship extremely difficult. and It takes longer for you to thrive. So... Gladys had Pete to guide her, to help her how to write up a business plan, to help her find funding. And little things that we take for granted, like let's say somebody tells you, okay, you need to register a business. Here you go. That could be complicated for someone that has never known how an economic system, business system works in another country. Or if your parents are not entrepreneurs, you are already a little bit of a disadvantage. When he died in 2001, that kind of spearheaded this movement in her to say, just like I had a Pete Suazo, I want the community to have their own Pete Suazo center, to just as he helped me, to have a center that helps other people like me, 
to start a business and succeed and thrive. Yeah, even American-born entrepreneurs seem to have a really hard time understanding what it takes to start a business. I think Will and I see that quite a bit with lots of new entrepreneurs, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, when we talk to people, I think there's a big gap in knowledge about just getting up and started. You probably see all the emails. <laughs> Those are the all the people that we recommend speak with you. So. Yeah, and I can imagine it's just compounded with not being born here and understanding some of the cultural differences from where they came from. Uh, what other businesses did she start? Gladys has started actually a Spanish newspaper. Um, at the time, she saw a need. There was a growing Latino community, but there wasn't a way for them to receive their news. She started a newspaper literally in her home and through trial and error and with Pete's help. She succeeded, expanded, grew it. Grew it to the point that she eventually sold it to a, a local PR agency and she was able to retire. Oh, that's awesome. But because of her growth, it's kind of amazing that in the sense that not only did she succeed, but she also wanted other people to succeed just like she did. And here you have a little woman, immigrant, with an accent, knocking on doors to create the center. And we've been located in Glendale, in the west side of Salt Lake, since 2002. So through our doors have come thousands and thousands and thousands of small businesses where we are a bit different. And we're very well known in the minority community. A lot of people come to us. We have about basically four different services. Uh, one, we do have business advising. We have business advising in three languages. We have it in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. We actually have a very thriving Brazilian community here in Salt Lake County and also Utah County. We also have trainings, or trainings are longer term. We have six months track, six months to go through a startup curriculum, six months to go through a growth curriculum. We have those in Spanish. We also have workshops. So if there's a specific topic, we tend to have those bilingual. So if we talk about taxes, we have that in English and Spanish. If we talk about digital marketing, we'll have that in English and Spanish. We had one reason about just kind of what makes a contract work. Uh, what are the legalities involved when you run a business? What do you need to be in the lookout for? What makes a contract a contract? And then the last thing we have is we actually have our own microloan fund. So our microloan fund works very different from anything else in the market. It's an internal fund for our clients, and it's hugely based on character. Credit is not part of the equation. What we look at is the character of the client and the business viability. So what do you look for in terms of character? So first of all, you have to be a client of ours. To be a client of ours, you have to take two classes. Our classes are usually about four weeks each. If you've been with us through those classes, we usually get to know you really well. We kind of see how you're keeping up with the training. Are you committed? Are you completing the assignments? Are you actively involved? We get to know you as a person. So it's very much more of that individual one-on-one -on -one to it. They also have to be, create a pitch on what their business is. So that we also help them do the research. So by the time they are interested in doing a loan, it's something that we get them internally through that process and they actually pitch it to a credit committee. Or loans start at 5000 once they pay that 5000 they can come back and ask for 10000 If they pay that 10000 they, they can come back and ask for 20000 But our goal is actually that if they can get a loan with any other entity, we also try to push them toward that because we want them to build business credit. One of our main goals is to try to integrate all of our clients into resources across the community. 
it's interesting because we are a business resource center, but we really act like a community center. People come and go. People might start with us, they kind of get going, then they come back when they need help. So from this long track history, it's not uncommon for us to see clients we started 10 years ago or five years ago. But it's great because we help them move them along and we actually can see evolutions. Evolutions in the sense like, for example, we had the single mom that started a cleaning company, hugely successful, sold it, comes back to us and now she wants to be an insurance broker. So she's moving up kind of the economic ladder. We had a client that started as a mechanic, then moved out to be a dealership. So that's one thing is that as our clients get more comfortable with entrepreneurship, uh, we have one client, actually it's a family, it's a Venezuelan family, and they own a cleaning business, they own a construction business, and now they just open up a restaurant. They're actually located downtown. It's one of the newest restaurants. It's about 350 South State Street. If you go there, you'll be addicted. I went there once, and within the same week, I was packed twice. What is the name of it? It's called Arempas. It is so good. Uh, just in case anyone is listening and is looking for a restaurant, contact Sylvia because she knows all the <laughs> all over Salt Lake. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I call it hands-on market research. We have so much fantastic local food. We have so many talented chefs here in Salt Lake City. And it's throughout the valley. Actually, there's a joke that if I give instructions, I usually give instructions depending on where the nearest bakery is. Yeah, lots of great food in Salt Lake. We see a lot of great restaurants coming through the SBDC. And keep listening because we have a great restaurant concept coming up on our next podcast. Coming back to the loan fund, is one of your objectives to help grow credit through the lending process through the Swazo Center? Yes. One of our foundations, as I mentioned, we have classes. We start everything with personal finance. So we teach them in terms of how to build their own personal credit, then also how to build business credit. One of our classes, we actually have partnered up with a local bank where our clients get to play bank. So they get like a business loan package and they get to decide whether or not to lend to them. It's very hands-on. So we explain to them personal credit, we explain to them business credit, and we have the microloan fund for them to build credit. But at the same time, if um, we have an extensive relationship with about the majority of banks here in Utah, so we're also very familiar with finding if there is an option that really fits them better than our loan fund, we look for what is the best fit for our client. And this is where the nonprofit aspect kind of kicks in, is our goal is to improve their lives. And if there is a bank that can give them a better rate and an easier loan process, We'll steer them that way and connect them, introduce them, work with them in the loan package, and basically build their business credit. Because building that business credit, in addition to the personal credit, is going to set them up for success. If I could give you a chance to talk a little bit more about that, because we have the Economic Development Loan Fund, which, you know, there's a microloan aspect to it from ten to $50,000. But we were also looking at doing a microloan fund, and we were excited to find out that the Swazo Center already had one that was up and running. And you mentioned how successful it had been. I wonder if you could kind of share with us maybe approximately how many businesses have utilized it and how low the default rate is. Well, it's interesting because, again, we are, it's a very unique loan fund. Uh, and it's an internal loan fund. And, and some of the bankers on our board kind of freaked out a little bit when we started it because we wanted to try this character. So we have had it since 2013. And since 2013, we have had a few people start with the 5,000, come back with the 10,000. We had just one client come back for the 20 because by that point, we'd rather move them along. 
So in the history since 2013 of the loan fund, we have only had two defaults, which is just unheard of. And one of the interesting things out of the two defaults, one of them was actually in the beginning when it was open to the public. It wasn't like they had to be a Swaso client. With the second one being a Swaso client, we're actually, we wrote it off, but the, the client reached out to us to see if there's any way she can make it up. Because our clients truly feel that we believe in them. It has a different feeling. It's interesting because sometimes we joke people like to come over and hang out with us because it kind of has that community feel. And we wanted to keep it that way. I mean, who we serve is 94% minorities. When people walk in, people look like them. My staff is either bilingual or trilingual. They're all bicultural. And we get it in that sense. We can kind of understand, especially people coming in from other countries, immigrants, refugees, or even if your parents never did entrepreneurship, it's a whole new thing. The other cool thing, because we've been around for so long, is we're starting to see their kids. And their kids grew up with their parents being in entrepreneurship. And you can already tell the difference. Because when kids are exposed to seeing their parents kind of grow and try to push themselves, there's some things that you pick up when you see your parents be entrepreneurs. And there's some skills that I think are very coveted nowadays because I see them very focused on customer service. They notice little details in terms of interaction. They manage themselves better. They know how to negotiate. Actually, one of the things we notice is a lot of our clients' kids go on to higher education because they see their parents reaching for better. So the programs are six months. We actually have a graduation because we want to celebrate the commitment. So for each program, we have in one night a week. So they go from week to week until they finish the program. And then we have like complete graduation ceremony, the music, the gowns. First of all, we want to congratulate them. We want to celebrate and we celebrate with their families because this was something that they took time away from them to provide for them. The other thing, too, is we want their kids to see their parents in graduation gowns. We are basically kind of creating examples for them to follow. The cool thing is we have very strong relationships, actually, with some of the local colleges. And one of our board members was actually from Solid Community College. So our last graduation was at the Jordan campus, which was kind of the science campus for Solid Community College. So in addition to the graduation, we set up tours for all the families. Because of that, we were told that a few of them actually registered into programs. So it's part of it, like we help the individual, we help that family. It's amazing to just see kind of the compound effect on how even from families or their kids, how it just kind of keeps going. It's one of the best benefits of entrepreneurship is it's not just about the individual, but it's how it benefits their family, how it benefits the community, and the ripple effects that kind of come from that. Exactly. So to end on a different note, can you talk about some of the companies that have gone through the Swaso Center? It's interesting because we have had a lot of years. So we have a lot of companies that have started with us. When they started with us, they were just one small company and they have grown exponentially. One of the biggest that's probably the most commonly known is actually Rancho Market. When Rancho came to us, Ellie came, she only had one store. And she had this dream of owning a chain of grocery stores. So here you have a Latina wanting to have a grocery chain in basically a very male-dominated industry. But that was her dream and she wanted to do it. So we helped her settle, explain business plan, explained how operational and actually ramping up works when you're expanding. We helped her get that second store. Then we helped her get her third store. Now she's up to 10. 
she employs more than 500 people, and that's just one person. You know, an interesting thing, speaking of ripple effects, we interviewed a Jamaica Trinaman a few uh-huh. weeks back on Hello Bulk Market, and she helped mentor Jamaica on opening her store, and she now has two stores in operations. And so speaking of that community impact, it goes beyond just the individual but uh, how many people they employ and how many other businesses they can help. Right. Inspire. Well, and it's not just the people they employ. I mean, in this case with Rancho Market, think of all the suppliers and vendors that get to do business with her. I think there was such an article in the Salt Lake Tribune a few years ago that it was just that one business. It was like multi-million dollar effect. Another one of ours was La Hacienda. La Hacienda has about two locations within Salt Lake City and then two other locations in Salt Lake County. Again, hires a bunch of people. Even though we're located in Salt Lake City, we end up serving the state. We actually have a lot of businesses in Ogden, in Provo. It's interesting and a little bit disheartening because we actually have people driving to us from St. George or driving to us from Logan. Because what we do is a bit unique and we get them in a way that nobody else does. The other thing, too, is we also have established partnerships. I'm a big believer in trying to create other sources for them to expand into kind of the next level. And with that, we began a relationship with the Salt Lake City Airport. To do business with them, you need a disadvantaged business enterprise certificate. We actually help clients navigate that. So a lot of the time, Salt Lake Airport refers people to us to get them through that certification. Another certification that's huge and very powerful, and it's a partnership that we'll make public in a very few weeks, is actually SBA 8A certification. The 8A certification has an incredible impact and not enough people are taking advantage of it. So we are partnering up with them to get more people certified for all these contracts that local businesses are missing out on because they don't have the certification. Well, the SBDC, we love partnering with Sylvia and the Swazo Center. She does a great job at 8A certification. Sylvia used to work at the SBDC a long time ago uh, alongside with me and spent some time working with Will at Salt Lake City and we think the world of her. To wrap things up, uh, how do people get in contact with the Swazo Center? How do they sign up for services? So you can come and visit us. We are located in 960 West, 1700 South, or you can call us. It's 801-521-1709. You can also email us at frontdesk at swazocenter.org or our website, www.swazocenter.org. You can see actually all of our trainings online or workshops. And one cool thing about our website, our website is bilingual, and we actually have online training that is free on our website that is both available in English and Spanish. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Sylvia. It's good to see you again. Yeah.